0: Welcome to Heart to Heart Conversations, the podcast. I'm your host, Marissa Etzel, and together we'll get out of our heads and into our hearts. These deep and meaningful conversations are meant to crack open our hearts, expand our worldview and cultivate compassion. I truly believe world peace and unity of all people is possible. And it all starts with a heart-to-heart conversation. We are back for another heart-to-heart conversation. And wow, wow, wow. So grateful, number one, for you, Zoe, to be joining me. And number two, for the listeners, because this is like, this is for you. You guys tuning in and uh, I'm just so... Blessed and grateful to have this platform. And Zoe, there's so many things I could say about you. Like, you're just <laughs> a, such a multifaceted human being. Oh, so, really? <laughs> yeah. And we're still getting to know each other. So, rather than me like talk about, you know, who I think you are, I would love for you to share with us like your heart and who you show up in the world as.
1: Oh. That is a very good question. <laughs> um, well, Marissa, thanks for having me. I'm so excited to be here talking to you. Um, the first time we talked, we we just like opened up to each other and it was really special. We ended up talking, I think, for like an hour yep. and we started off the conversation. Uh, I think I was like not having a great day or something like that and I just immediately went into telling you that and it almost like it became this heart to heart thing like immediately where it was okay for me to be me and be human and be in whatever space I was in um so anyways who I show up in the world as um gosh I feel like so many different things um you know, I, I love, um, holistic healing. And to me, what that means is it really like puts together every single part of the human being. So I, I'm kind of like answering this question through saying that, because that really says who I am. Like I, I love nutrition and exercise. I, I, I'm a money coach, which I became after a long, a lot of uh, other experience, but Um, you know, it's really important. Like your mindset about everything, um, spirituality, um, I've recently connected to God even more so than I ever have. Um, and so I don't know if I missed anything, but (laughs) probably, but just the whole part of a human being, like I'm very passionate about periods, for example, like a woman being connected to herself and her period and also that's what connects an individual can also be men to, but obviously not necessarily through their period because <laughs> they don't have one but um, to their intuition that's what can connect you to your intuition but in in terms of like something like that for a man it could be the moon cycle because I believe every single person on this earth is, um, affected by the moon. I mean, it can affect the tides in our oceans and we are 80% water. So to me, that's logically saying that we are affected by the, by the moon.
0: (laughs) Yes.
1: So, I mean, this, like, this is kind of who I am in the world. And honestly, you said like who I show up as, I don't think that I always show up this way. Like, I think a lot of people don't know a lot of things about me and I don't always say um that I'm into these things and that these are my beliefs and really all of it is my religion all of it even when it's like well why would nutrition and exercise be under religion well because for me it um it just connects sorry I totally lost my train of thought that's hilarious um it just connects what was I saying
0: (laughs) you were saying how like nutrition like why why would that be connected to religion and so you're saying it connects
1: yeah so um I know I I had like a a a random thought and then then it got in the middle of what I was saying
0: (laughs) I was totally following (laughs) you though I'm like
1: (laughs) yes that's what heart to hearts are all about guys literally okay
0: I I can prepare for this podcast but I told Zoe before we hopped on like um this is us just pressing record and just sharing from our hearts so hello welcome to our mind and our brain which sometimes sometimes have brain farts and we just forget where we were headed yeah uh
1: so religion exercise um (laughs) Yeah. I just think that like all of these things are um, it's really how we express ourselves in the world and it all contributes to how we're showing up in the world. I I think that's about what I was going to say about that. that Yeah. Yeah.
0: Well, and I feel like it's so beautiful. I love that you took it to the holistic health and then talked about spirituality, you talked about periods, intuition, all of this nature and how we're connected to the moon. Because yeah, we are all of it, especially as feminine beings. I'm like, we can't there's so many, we feel it all. We're
1: magical
0: creators. We are so magical. <laughs> ah, can we just like take a moment to celebrate us? Wow. Yeah, like Yeah, and
1: it's so amazing. And And, and I want women to connect to themselves more and we don't, I mean, I think that's why we have period pain because it's actually a denial of that part of ourselves. And Mm -hmm. it's our bodies saying, come back to this, come back to the actual power of having a period. I mean, we create life and every month that life is being, um, you know, removed um because it didn't actually become life but yeah so i i believe in natural healing and through all of this stuff that i just mentioned so
0: yeah yeah thank you for sharing it all and i'm sure there's plenty of stuff too here that we haven't said right um this is just parts of our story and parts of who you are and i so resonate with what you said about how yeah not a lot of people know me as this right? Because especially with social media, we present ourselves one way. And I know for a fact, in in my own experience, I have filtered. And I actually made a declaration um, this year, 2021, that like, no, no more of that. You get to get get all of me, no more filtering. Like you get the woo-woo, the maybe parts of me that I didn't even accept in myself. Like that is going to be showing up. And if you're not here for it, cool. Maybe you weren't my people. And that is okay.
1: I'm
0: stealing that declaration. Do it. Oh, it's totally like, I'm like, I'm not even claiming it as my as my own. Sure. It's Marissa, but I'm like, please let this be a declaration for all women to heal and to liberate ourselves. When I I'm realizing more and more, when I liberate myself, there are thousands of women who maybe aren't even born yet, who are also going to be liberated from my own liberation.
1: Yes. (laughs) Yes, it's so true. It's so true. But even people who are living now. But Mm -hmm. yes, even after, even that are not born yet. Absolutely. That's so cool.
0: Wow. So look at, see, this is why I love our connection because I'm like, we're only, what, a couple minutes in, I don't even know, into this. And we have taken it to this deep place and I love it and I'm here for it. And we couldn't have even planned this. Like here I thought that, I mean obviously we're going to get into this but I thought that we were going to be talking about your your story and kind of how you got onto this path which yeah maybe let's backtrack maybe I'd
1: love to talk about that because it wasn't yeah I was not always on this track for sure
0: so but yeah. that- <laughs> so so let's talk about a pivotal moment um in your journey where you did realize oh or, yeah actually I don't even want to fill in what you realized because that's for you to share Just a pivotal moment in your journey
1: um well you and I did talk about this a little bit and i I, I think there are several pivotal moments but um the first one was actually my brother dying 11 years ago and he took his life. Um, and I watched him go through, you know, a lot of depression and stuff beforehand. Um, <clears throat> actually, I think about six months uh, before he died, or maybe even a year, like stuff really started to happen. But especially three months, there was a, the three months before, there was really um, a lot going on and i guess i want to call it the downfall of my brother but um where he was in and out of the hospital and um um you know he he really like i don't want to say he lost his mind but that's kind of what it was like it wasn't my brother anymore you know and it was um a different person he was a different person and it was really scary um but I never thought that he would take his life.
0: Mm-hmm. You know, you
1: don't ever really think. Like I, I had thought about it while me and my family were like going through stuff and there were conversations that were had that um, was like, okay, don't leave him alone. Like what if we come back and he has killed himself. And uh, so there were conversations like that. So it was in our awareness, but you never really think that it's actually going to happen. You just can't fathom it. So um, it happened and it was, it was devastating to say the least. I mean, um, but, you know, in the first year and actually the first, probably three years, but definitely the first, were really, really hard. Um, but, it, it, and it's funny because my, I've got two sisters. Mm-hmm. I have more, but that's a whole other story. But I have two sisters that I grew up with that are from my mother. Um, and we each uh, experienced it differently. We each uh, reacted to it differently. And yeah, like I, I started drinking a lot and I would go out to the bars and stuff, but I think I was at the age, you know, 23 that I was already kind of doing that. So that was just another way that I coped. but it wasn't the only way. And this is the pivotal, this is why it's pivotal for me because the other thing I was doing while being depressed and drinking was I was throwing myself into my studies because I had just, it was my first, no, it was my second quarter into college ever um, that he took his life. So it was fall quarter. Um, I ended up, my brother played piano. So I always wanted to learn an instrument. (laughs) Hmm. So I was, you know, I, I just like asked myself the question when he died and I don't remember like clearly asking myself this question, but it was just like, there It was like, okay, I'm alive. Like when somebody dies, you have the experience like, okay, I survived, like I'm alive, but they're dead. Like they're gone, but I'm still here. And so I just felt like so drawn to living and I was happy to be alive. Like I, was happy to have survived almost as if like, I was in an accident, you know, and I survived. I I never actually put it that way, but that's kind of what it was like. It was like, I almost died, but really like a piece of me died. And it was, oh my God, (laughs) a piece of me did die. Mm. And it was that piece of me that wasn't living to, the fullest. It was the piece of me that, um, yeah. Wow. (laughs) So I, I wanted to live. So I, I, uh, the third quarter, I believe it was, I decided to (laughs) enroll myself into piano class (laughs) and I started learning the piano and I took a whole year of it. And I learned all the basics. And then over the next couple years was when, like I started, I started um, the second year of piano. And you know, my teacher, she, she actually had, her father had committed suicide. It was so perfect that I was in her class. Like one day she played a song and it was the Moonlight Sonata. And my brother used to play that song and i was like oh my god like this is exactly where i'm supposed to be wow. like this class with this woman and that's see and i wasn't like totally connected to myself but that was a trip like that was a trip you know like whoa and it just and so then i ended up telling her but i'm kind of going on and off but yeah the second year of piano um i she, I went and took a test in her office and she's like, you know, Zoe, without ever having any experience, um, in this, you are really good. Like you're better than some of my students who, um, have been doing this since they were kids. And then I dropped out of the second year piano. And this is another thing. Like I became pregnant when I was 24.
0: Wow. I don't think I knew this.
1: About a year after I, my brother died. So this was a year after my brother died and uh, I chose to actually keep the baby and uh, I miscarried. And so that was devastating because it was right around the year anniversary of my brother's death, but it was meant to be, Um, in my opinion, the mind and the body are connected. So my, like, it wasn't the right time for me Mm -hmm. and I truly believe that that's why I miscarried because my mind was sending the clear message to my body that it wasn't the time. Um, Wow. I'm just going on and on about this pivotal moment, but it really was, if, have you heard of, um, have you heard of post-traumatic growth?
0: Mm, So opposite of post kind of opposite of post-traumatic stress disorder.
1: Yeah. Yes.
0: Tell us your definition, will you?
1: (laughs) Well, I mean, I think that I'm living the definition because I was not handed. I was not, let's, you know, I was not dealt the greatest hand in life. And, um, I mean, it's just, yes, it's after a traumatic experience, um, you know, I, I, there's probably like a million different paths. Somebody can go down when they have a traumatic experience, Mm -hmm. but I'm just going to, for the point of this, like, I'm just going to say there's two, like I could have gone this way, or I could have gone that way. And I went the way towards I am living now. And like, I have to live, I can't keep doing the same shit I've been doing. So also at the time that my brother died, I'd been taking Adderall for two years because I wanted to be skinnier and I was lying to everybody. I lied to the doctor to get it. And, um, so after my brother died, like I just quit cold Turkey and I kept it, I kept the pills. I was like, I'm quitting. Like, and I told my sister, I told my family, like I was lying. Like I've been taking this for all the wrong reasons and So it was just stuff like that. And, you know, um, my sister went down a little bit of a different path, but I won't get into that, but it was really devastating because I didn't really have my sister there next to me, um, one of them. So um, that's kind of what I mean by like, we each had our own experience and we each reacted differently. Yeah. Um, I just wanted to be better. Like, I just wanted to live a better life and be happy and not ever like get to the point where I wanted to end my life
0: and that's powerful that analogy that you used about it's like being in a car accident and walking away alive the fact that I I I can so relate because literally why I'm on this path and why I started Heart to Heart Conversations is because I feel like I was given a second chance at life because I was told at 13 years old that I had an atrial septal defect, a hole in my heart. And I mean, thank goodness they found it and that I had surgery and everything, but here I was 13 years old thinking that I'm invincible, and all of a sudden told number one, there's something wrong with you, and number two, if you they, if we wouldn't have found this, you could have down the road been pregnant, had a stroke, and died. And so it was just like this whoa, huge wake up call of oh my gosh, I it's kind of like that. <sighs> I don't know how to put it succinctly but it's like that you know you, you live your life as if it's like oh it's practice like oh we're just yeah one day I'll I'll actually follow through on my dreams but no all of a sudden I realize okay this no there's no more practice this is life and I think that's why I look back at the bold actions that I've taken and the way I've lived my life it's because I know like it's because I've gotten close to death in a sense Yeah, yeah. so I look at you and your life and the pivotal moments that have led you to where you are now and I very much see similarities and obviously your path is unique and beautiful and your journey is yours and yours only, but wow, like the human experience y'all, I'm just so in awe.
1: You're so similar too, you know, I I love that. Um, I think that we always come in contact with people who it's like that like oh my gosh it's we experienced a lot of the same things and even if it doesn't look the same on the surface like it can still be the same if that makes sense Hmm. that we experience the same things and i just think that that's human you know
0: yeah yeah oh my goodness Hmm. So, (laughs) so this conscious choice to devote your life to that path of growth. And, you know, um, I love how you shared that even that piano class, it was like, you were meant to be there and you were meant to interact with that, that teacher. And I, I almost saw the way you were describing the story. I'm like, Ooh, I think maybe a reason why you were so good at piano just from the start is because I think you're, brother was there with you like supporting you I know that might sound woo woo but
1: no I'm all for the woo woo no he was oh my gosh he so was he was for sure Mm. (laughs) um and you want to know why I know one he came to me in my sleep a couple days after he left um and then also on the night of his funeral um, I, we went, we all went out to dinner after we got drunk, Um, and at to we went to this place called the satellite in Spokane and, um, it's where my brother used to always go. And I found a pink agate on the floor. Like we all got in the booth and then I looked down to my right and there's a pink agate and I pick it up and I put it in my pocket and I don't think anything of it. But then I think like, four or five years later, it was in my glove box in my car and I pull it out and it was the first time I started interacting with stones and I was like, oh my gosh. So the pink agate is meant to heal your heart. Um, Like open up your heart and heal the love that you have with your mother and yourself. And I was really mad at my mother after my brother died. And so it clicked right then when I went and looked up, like, what's the pink, at like, what rock is this? And what is the pink agate for? I was like, oh my gosh, it's my brother. He sent this and he has been guiding me. Just the other day, I was having a conversation with somebody and, and I said it, I was like, I know, you know, I'm okay now. And I know my brother is here with me. And it just choked me up that I even said that. And I'm like, oh my gosh, like he's been, I think he's been guiding me. And uh, mm. yeah, anyways, that's a whole nother conversation about like woo woo stuff, um, <laughs> which I'm totally into. I, yeah. I definitely believe there are guides guiding us all the time. And hmm. <sighs> yeah.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Wow. I'm like, there's almost no words. Sometimes I'm like these hard to heart conversations. It's so much more a feeling and experience. And it's just such an honor to like, to be here and to be speaking with you. And then also I think the magic and the power is when other people listen to it and get to hear inside your life and your story and know that they're not alone. Right. I mean, I think back to when we were speaking, that was over the summer. I had no idea my very own cousin, 21 years old, was going to be was going to attempt suicide. And so I feel like my heart has been expanded through that experience. He's alive and with us today. That being said, though, it's a long journey ahead. He d- still doesn't want to be here. Yeah, we saved his life, but he's still, you know, um, fighting that battle in his head. And it's tough for the loved ones, for him, for everyone um, connected to him. Yeah. Yeah.
1: Yeah. I mean, if I'm being totally honest and human, um, you know, there's been times where I wouldn't say that I wanted to kill myself because it's not... It's just been, there's been times in the past where I've wanted to like disappear or go to sleep for a long time or like not being experiencing the thing I was experiencing at the time. Um, But yeah, I mean, so I don't know. It's very complex, you know, humans are and um, I think it's totally normal. It's totally normal for a person to think about their life. Mm-hmm. And maybe what it would be like if they were not no longer here, having to experience this experience, being a human. Oh, so yeah. we don't talk about it, you know. And uh, I wish we did.
0: Yeah. So, agreed i'm glad you took it there because yeah i i mean having just graduated college and graduating into a world that frankly i didn't really want to graduate into this reality around me it's like whoa i didn't sign up for this and i have been mostly talking to my parents of like what's the point you know and like why am i here and and yeah you can look at it that in a dark sense but my dad <laughs> He's so sweet, bless his heart. He's like, Rista, people have been asking that question for centuries. And, (laughs) you know, know, like, why are we here?
1: (laughs) Well, I think when we die, and this is just my, like, it just rings true for me. I have no facts. (laughs) But that's how I've created my own religion is by things like vibrationally, feeling good and true in my body. And I think when we die, like we actually go back to the place where we came from. It's all love and light. And, and I don't believe in hell. I don't, I believe in hell on earth, but I don't believe in hell after death. I believe in one place. And, uh, and when you go back there, you know, everything. And hmm. you, you, and you only do take the love, and I don't know, so that's what I believe about when we die.
0: Yeah, I actually, it's, it's so funny that you mentioned that, because I was on a Zoom the other day, and it got to be, like, a pretty, it was a group Zoom, and got to be a pretty deep discussion, and I remember putting in the chat, I was, like, yeah, for all we know, I mean, maybe death, like, Once we die, it's just an epic dance party, you know? Like, why are we so afraid? Yeah. (laughs) But I I do think part of this human experience and us being here is us truly remembering who we are.
1: Absolutely. I 100% agree with that.
0: It's the unbecoming. It's the unlearning.
1: Yeah. Yeah. It's an unbecoming. I love how you say that. (laughs) totally it's like we come into this world being totally i don't even know if we remember you know but in a way i think we do or we're just curious you know we're babies and we and we're totally pure and and innocent we learn learn all these things from the people who we came through (laughs) and and then we have to unlearn them those things and learn new things totally absolutely yeah that is my life like I literally I love learning oh yes same I I just wanted to learn all the things and and so I almost feel like I didn't become a master of anything but like just learned a lot of things but I don't
0: know Yeah. Okay. It's kind of this odd like duality, right? Because it's this unbecoming and remembering who we truly are. But at the same time, I I look at both of us and our paths and it's like, there is that drive to learn and evolve and grow. And at the same time, I think that path of growth and you talk about the post-traumatic growth, especially that's an accelerated path of growth where, yeah, you're learning, but it's really like in the end, learning who you truly are, right, yeah. and, and peeling back the layers and discovering, okay, this is who I am. I, I thought I was whatever your, you know, your ident- identity and labels were, and then it's like, oh, but who is the Zoe who came into this world trusting, um, and was just like a, little, a ball of joy?
1: Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, I completely agree. <clears throat>
0: And I, I have to point out too, I mean, we're talking here at the beginning of 2021 in January when everyone's r- talking about their resolutions and what they want this year to be and their intentions, right? And I. It, I look at it and I just have to chuckle because it's like we all want the same things. We all <laughs> want, we want us, I mean, I say simple life, but we want that connection. We want that intimacy, the love, the joy, the playfulness. Why do we make it so complicated? Yeah, we do. We do. <laughs> oh. Hmm. <laughs> And yeah. I don't know
1: the an answer to that.
0: <laughs> yeah, I, I'm like, maybe that's just like a question out to the maybe universe. Just
1: love the drama because I mean, I was thinking about this. Okay, so let's see how I can tell you about this without giving up too much of myself. <laughs> <laughs> but like, sometimes I'll watch myself like create more chaos. Like, oh, it's been calm for a week. And it's not like I see myself creating the chaos. It's like, or you know, chaos or drama. But when it's happening, I'm like, am I doing this on purpose because everything is going so well? And just a side note about that, for me individually, and some people might relate to this, but it's because I grew up in a chaotic life. In a German, like it was drama. And so there is parts of me like how I'm hardwired that that always has to be happening like my nervous system is wired to be going into fight and flight and so I have to ask myself like am am I unconsciously creating this like you know in that moment when I'm experiencing something like am I creating this Mm. and uh yeah, I don't always see how, but it's the unconscious mind just has its way with you. And you're blind to it until you become unblind. <laughs> <Whenever> you <laughs>
0: fun <laughs> unbecoming, unblind.
1: Unbecoming unblind.
0: <laughs> yeah. Wow. Super key awareness. Thank you for sharing that, and I'm sure people can relate. I know I was talking to a friend where, yeah, it, it's like that chaos is their safety, safety, which is kind of hard to grasp, um, and and wrap your mind around. But yeah, if that's what you grew up in that environment, and maybe even associated it with love or safety, then of course your nervous system is going to want to do its best to unconsciously like you said create that
1: yeah
0: yeah yeah Ooh, I'm curious do you have like when you notice that coming up do you have um I don't know a practice or something that you turn to to help you um when you realize oh I'm creating my own suffering
1: well you know and when I said I love learning like I think this is the type of stuff I've always loved learning like From a pretty young age, you know, what's so funny is my sister and my brother, my brother who's now deceased, we all went to school for psychology. My sister didn't like finish or anything, but she was going, we were all going for the same thing. And it's no wonder because it's almost like we, you don't mind if I cuss, do you? (laughs) Do it. Is it okay to cuss? Okay. Well, we grew up, we, we all had like a fucked up life, like a fucked up childhood. And so we all ended up like, we wanted to understand, you know, why we were fucked up. Um, So I've just spent all my life, like learning about myself and learning about humans. And I also became a yoga teacher. So I think the whole like being aware I mean, it's taken a lot of practice and it's also like you and I have done work at Landmark and it's, it's also, what was I going to say? Um, it's just looking at yourself. Like you have to be willing to look at yourself and be like, wow, I can be such an asshole or I'm really, I was really mean to that person. And yeah, you don't want to make yourself wrong, but there, I think through transforming yourself, you have to be willing to fucking feel like shit. And I don't know if that's true for everybody, but like, you have to go through it. Like you have to experience, oh my God, like I did all that stuff in the past I'm a horrible person, but like, come, you go through that and realize, wait, I'm not a horrible person. I can use this as long as I don't keep being that way, but like, I can use this for something better. I don't know. So (laughs) yes, it's not like there's a specific technique. I think it just takes practice, but also bringing something from unawareness to awareness is gonna be the key too. Like if somebody points out, wow, you're being da da da, da whatever, you've gotta be able to be like, Am I being that way? Like, is that really me? Mm. And some, you know, in my experience, like shame is one of the hardest things to that's the that's the hardest for me. And I'm not sure why. I know it's a really hard for a lot of people, but like when I feel ashamed. I mean, I revert back to old patterns and behaviors and it sucks. (laughs) Like it sucks. Like shame is the worst for me. Yeah, Um, Because I think it, it reminds me like of it it, not reminds me, but it feels like nobody loves me. And it feels like I'm not even worthy of loving myself when Mm -hmm. I feel ashamed and it can be triggered by, you know, Little things like if I accidentally hurt somebody's feelings, accidentally. Anyways, um, so yeah, I don't think there's one way, you know, or a technique to necessarily. I'm not. Do you have any techniques?
0: <laughs> now I'm thinking. I'm like, well, yeah, I, I think, I, mm, I think it's that willingness to confront yourself and to see those shadows or those dark parts that maybe you've avoided your whole life, but whether it's journaling or even having a conversation with someone else of like, this is what's coming up for me and, and externally processing it, maybe with a therapist, maybe with a coach. Um, Yeah. It, it, it Actually, this is so perfect. It's coming full circle. It goes back to what we said at the beginning of like all parts of you. It's like loving all parts of you, not just the happy bubbly Marissa and Zoe. No, it's like even that, as you said, asshole, like the asshole part of our our identity where, yeah, we are mean and rude. And maybe we didn't intend to come across that way, but it impacted someone negatively. And so to be able to own that and take responsibility.
1: Absolutely. And you know, when, when I handed it over to you, like, do you have any techniques? I thought of one because, um, Going back to like the, your like how you're hardwired and like your nervous system. So one technique that I actually do use all the time, and I didn't think of it till now, but um, is actually like changing your, where you are physically. So let's say I'm sitting down and I get really upset right now. Then one of the best things is to get up, like get up because you're moving, like stand up. Like, even if it's just stand up, like you're getting yourself out of that because there's a physicalness and an emotional connection. Like at the same time, that makes sense. Like in this position and I'm feeling a certain emotion, but if I physically move myself out of that and go do something else, that helps me a lot because, and that is how you can rewire your brain,
0: which Mm. is really cool. (laughs) <laughs> yeah I'm like oh this is my jam I love this yeah
1: you know what I do a lot like I'll talk to myself and be like no Zoe you are lovable <laughs> like no don't say that like i like the we all have a voice in our head okay mm-hmm. it's not you it's not you it's like the who you wound up being it's the other people's voices in your head or like the just the negative blah nasty stuff but and I don't know if like I imagine I'm not the only one that experiences this but like the voice in my head says nasty things to me oh yeah so I will talk back to it and say no (laughs) no you are beautiful Zoe Mm. and and almost like I'm not talking back to it but just speaking over it you know like yeah. and and it all comes with awareness like you have to be aware I remember when I first like I first read the book uh you can heal your life by Louise Hay and this was back in 2012 like not long after my brother died and that's when I started changing my thoughts and I started journaling and like rewiring my brain and that's when I started to um the thoughts got louder. Like I would be getting ready for, um, I would be getting ready for work and like putting on clothes and I would start to hear the voice like, Oh, you can't wear that. You don't look good in that. And I would literally just interrupt, sit down, take my journal and write out these, you know, new thoughts that I wanted to actually believe instead of that crappy thought that was coming through. So, those are some things that I've done. Like you have to interrupt it.
0: Mm.
1: And I think it's going to work differently for everybody, to be honest.
0: Yeah. And I'm like a big part of this is being able to, to have it look messy and have it. Cause I'm like, I know what stopped me in the past is, uh, people are going to think I'm talking to myself and that's kind of weird. And like, I'm just going to shut that down. But you know, what's even like, even crappier than that is having that voice in your head dictate your life right like and so yeah getting over that hump of you know what I might look crazy and that is okay like my life I get to create my life and and get to rewire my thoughts and how empowering is that Mm -hmm. I I even
1: really empowering
0: (laughs) yeah well I I even think I know I'm still kind of um wiggling my way into this but mirror work mirror work is huge sitting in front of the mirror and it might look like five seconds the first day. Cause you can't stand to sit in, in a mirror, looking at yourself for five minutes, but whether it's saying mantras or affirmations or speaking life and love into yourself
1: mm-hmm.
0: first thing in the morning.
1: Yeah. yeah. You know, I love that. I don't always do it first thing in the morning. Like today, my day kind of started off uh, a little bit wacky. So, um, I'm probably gonna do that in a little bit because I always sit down and I and I do, um, I clear my chakras. And this is a fairly new practice that I've taken on because I realized it was missing. Um, but I use affirmations and I use the chakra sounds. But actually I was gonna tell you how like, I'll stand in front of the mirror like doing my makeup or whatever and I will talk to my, I mean, I'll sometimes talk to myself, but like, I'll check myself out naked. I usually like will do my uh, my makeup or my hair or something naked. Like I, I love walking around naked. <laughs> Good thing my partner likes that too, but. <laughs> um, and he does it too. It's so great. But uh, don't tell him I said that. <laughs>
0: My lips are sealed. This isn't a podcast Um, going out to the world. It's fine. But,
1: like, I will talk to my beauty products or, like, water, for example, like, while I'm putting it on, like, oh my gosh, like, this is making me so beautiful. Like, this is my beauty cream, Mm, like, all sorts of different things. So,
0: (laughs) talk about being willing to yeah, just, like, look crazy and whatever, like, it sounds oh, yeah. like that totally adds to your routine and to, yeah. like, fills you up.
1: Yeah, and it's really, like, it's not like I always do the same stuff because it just depends, but, um, yeah, and you know what's so cool, I, I know we said we were going to talk, I wasn't going to talk about my partner, but one thing that I do that I've never felt so comfortable doing is I'll actually pray in front of him sometimes we've prayed together where we're just like talking to God and thinking God or source, whatever you want to call it. I didn't grow up religious, but, um, I've never felt so comfortable doing that until I met him and, you know, I'll do affirmations and he can hear me He's right there on the bed. Like while I'm doing it at the edge of the bed and, um it's really really awesome um but anyways I digress
0: (laughs) I love that no thank you thank you for bringing that in wow it's beautiful (laughs) it's beautiful to to have a partner or even a friend to witness that and to be supportive in your journey of doing that so oh my gosh I'm like we have gone all over the place and I love it and I'm gonna I'm excited to listen back to this and just like yeah create a title <laughs> <laughs> um I'm curious is there something that we haven't touched on that you would like to share in these last couple minutes
1: well I'd love to talk about a little bit about what I do now because I am a money coach and I'm currently taking clients
0: <laughs> Yeah, yeah, let's hear it share all the deets
1: well um, shoot where should I tell you I mean I um, I'm what I love about money coaching is that it basically takes everything it's individualized I mean it takes everything that we just talked about like all this stuff like I work it into my money coaching because you know it's not just about making money it's not but if you think about it, it is a survival need, like you need money to survive. And so it's important that you have a good relationship with money. Um, and, uh, you know, I'm not necessarily, I'm not a financial coach. Um, although I do like, I know how to budget and I know, um, you know, tricks and tips when it comes to, um, managing finances. So I know all that. And I actually, so my background's in psychology, and then I also ontology, which is the study of nature of being, which you also know about through landmark. And I was a staff member there and I was also the finance manager. So, um, you know, I love that I get to put all of that together, like basically the brain the brain and how it works and how our nervous system is working and how, you know, we make decisions about money based on fear, based on wanting to feel better, um, in that moment or, and we're not always using like our thinking brain, our highest brain. Um, so I love money coaching because I get to use all of my background, Mm -hmm. but it's not like Have you ever heard of the 80-20 rule? Yes. 80% mindset and then 20% like strategy or action or whatever, however you want to put that. But, um, you know, money coaching is like that mindset. Um, I basically will diagnose in a very short time what's holding you back. I will show you, um, I will point out the patterns and the behaviors and where they came from. And, and that's what this, what we talked about a lot actually here is that awareness, because once you have awareness, you can actually do something about it. That is the most important part. Mindset is going to be the bigger percentage of what's important when it comes to anything. I mean, really anything, but money coaching is not just about money. It, like I said, it's, you know, people want to be spiritually fulfilled. Um, So it's not about chasing money. It's about creating a life that you love. And whether you say so or not openly, I know everybody loves money. Um, Even though we may have a love-hate relationship with money, but everybody wants money. Everybody strives for money. Everybody works for money. And so... If we're unaware of um, beliefs that we have about money, then they will get in the way and they'll sabotage you. And it's very interesting because it will sabotage you in relationships. I think of it as um, a mirror. Uh, The way you are with money might mirror another part of your life, but when you look in the mirror, you're actually seeing a turned around image of yourself. And so it may not look exactly the same in another area of your life, but I, I do believe that we are the same in all areas of our life. But like I said, it's a mirror image. So it's like, it looks different. Does that make uh,
0: sense? Yeah. <laughs> I mean, yeah. Like from what I've learned too, I mean, money is, it's like, yeah, the way you are with money is the way you are with. It's just such a mirror, I think, for self worth, for for even self love, and you know, like it's. Yeah, it's just such a. I love how you phrase it as a relationship as well, um, and talking about the mindset piece too because that's yeah. huge.
1: Well, I would love to give you an example of my own life since we're. I'm letting you into my heart here.
0: Yes. Uh,
1: so. I want to tell you two things, one about my father. And then the other one is about, um, how I had like my first financial breakthrough. So, well, meeting my father, um, I met him when I was 30, I'm 33. And, um, after I met him, I, and having some conversations with him, I realized that, um, I had connected, well, so he was paying child support when I was young, up until I was 18, but he never tried to contact me. So back then, a long time ago, I had made up a story. And this is what I had realized after I met my father was that I could not have love from a man and have money because the one, you know, man that was, you know, supposed to be in my life, or at least I thought he should have been, Um, wasn't in my life, but he was giving me money. But he didn't love me was my thought. And so when I like talked to him when I was 30, I realized this and I had been having troubles in relationships with men and with money. And so once I realized that, Holy smokes. I mean, things just started to change. (laughs) And it's so nuts. But the other thing that I wanted to um, share with you was about, uh, I had realized um, that I wasn't asking for what I deserve in jobs because I didn't really think that I was worth it. And I'm sure, like, I feel like I hear this all the time. You know, people not asking for what they're worth and I just wasn't. And then when I did, I actually did get it. I got what I was worth, but I still had money issues. And then I started managing money as the finance manager. So, you know, it all worked out, but (laughs) it was really like a step-by-step process. And I really never thought I'd meet my dad and I never had any idea that I had love and money, you know, intertwined like you know mixed up and so we all have things that are kind of like that you know you don't think that money is going to be connected to love in your relationships that you have with men or not or women or whatever you know be anyway but
0: yeah and then boom you you listen to a podcast like this and you're like whoa <laughs> there's so many things I didn't yeah, know I
1: and- somebody you know get something out of this
0: yeah. Oh, I, I already know. I mean, there's so much value that we're providing. And I mean, how can people connect with you and reach out to you for support? Cause clearly, I mean, we're both here as coaches, you as a money coach, me as a heart and life coach. And um, so, yeah. How can people connect?
1: Well, people, my name is Zoe Shannon, as it says right here on the screen. And basically it's www.zoeshannon.com. And you know, all my services are on there and um, you can find me there. And I encourage you to take the money type quiz and you can request a free consultation if you want, but the money type quiz is going to tell you um, your active and your passive money archetypes. And those are really interesting. And, and, and once we do a consultation, I can share what it means for you in your life and, See
0: what we can do but it's very
1: insightful I promise mm, should, that's check it out
0: Marissa yeah <laughs> I'm like whoa is this on your website I'm like this is cool another resource thank you I had no idea
1: totally.
0: awesome thank you again just for sharing oh your heart God.
1: this has been so
0: fun it's been so good so I so so good,
1: good to that I talked a lot because I talked a lot
0: Hey, you shared your heart. And no, I love it. Thanks for being so freely expressed and um, willing to let people in to your heart.
1: Yeah, totally.
0: All right. Much love. Thank you to the listeners. We will see you for the next episode. (laughs) Thank you so much for tuning in and listening to Heart to Heart Conversations, the podcast. If there's someone in your life that would really benefit from listening to this episode, it would mean the world to me if you took 30 seconds to share it with them right now. You can take a screenshot, share it on your social media, text it to them, do whatever you have to do to spread this message of hope with the ones you love most. Until next time, keep following your heart.